0: Go to everydaynovelist.com slash support to join the madness. (laughs) Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 982. Today we hear from Kane, who asks,
1: I've learned quite a bit about myself over the last three years, and in finally getting a handle on the position I was promoted to two years ago,
0: Congratulations!
1: I've learned that I'm naturally conflict-avoidant. It is not only a factor of my personality type, but also negatively reinforced in various times growing up. Simply put, I'm finding it hard to kick the crap out of my characters and really put them through the ringer. I find it much easier to pattern my fiction to that of stories I've really enjoyed and studied over the years, but upon taking a closer look at my strongest influences, I find that the collected works created and produced by Donald B. Belisario are often light are often light on internal conflict and heavy on external or often situational conflict.
0: Yep. Um, Belisario was... Quantum Leap, Magnum P.I., the A-Team.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, Well, I, w- I would say A-Team had...
0: Well, it was Belisario and Canal both, did mm-hmm. the A-Team.
1: Yeah. The A-Team did have internal conflict,
0: but most of it but, was... But it was buddy conflict.
1: Yeah. And most of it was team against the world. Mm-hmm. A team against the government that was controlling the world. Well, and and,
0: and and well, and also uh, the uh, the Magnum had the internal conflict. Rick was always running schemes that caused Magnum problems, and TC was trying to make peace between them, but he also had his thing going on.
1: Mm-hmm. And Magnum was always butting heads with uh,
0: Robin. No, not Robin, but uh, he, he. Yeah, I think he turned out to be Robin, didn't he? But uh, Jonathan. Yeah. Higgins, Jonathan Higgins. Anyway, go back on. to the con- question.
1: It is my understanding that utilizing nothing but external conflict doesn't get the reader to actually care about the characters and their journey. If this is not the case, then perhaps I need to learn more about external conflict and how to implement it. What are the moderate conflict avoidant writers to do about this? What tools can you point me to and advice can you provide in order to assist me in improving the overall quality of my writing since story is essentially
0: conflict? What Kitty mentioned about the inside versus outside the team is a really good tool. Inside any family unit, whether it's a team or a couple of uh, or a, a couple of buddy cops or mm-hmm. whatnot, you're always going to have low-level conflict, bickering. Um, if it's a group of men, you'll have, um, it'll usually be good natured bickering. They'll be exasperating to one another. They'll be taking the piss, giving each other minor amounts of shit for this, that, or the other thing, but none of it's serious. It's all, so the way that, uh, the way that this kind of conflict works between men is it's kind of, uh, to steal a pickup artist's term, it's kind of a shit take. It's, Hey, if I prod you in this way and you respond in good humor, mm-hmm. then I can trust that you are of mature and moderate character. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to take the wrong things personally. Mm-hmm. And in any really strong team that is united against conflict out there, you're um, at least if it's a male-dominated team, you're going to have a lot of that kind of thing because it reinforces the bond. It's basically bonding masquerading as conflict. mm Yep. Um, and then the bonding through conflict happens by facing mutual adversity. And so you can have very satisfying, very compelling, very high conflict series that uh, or stories that are low drama.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Drama is more of, again, using broad categories, it's more of a female conflict style. In their cliques and groups, women sort out um, dominance and uh, hierarchy through conflict, whereas men sort dominance and hierarchy through interpersonal conflict. Whereas men tend to sort out dominance and hierarchy only with conflict as the last resort. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually, it's sorting it out through competence. And how does this? How does this member of the team measure up against this external threat? And if they're not up to the task, then they get demoted, and someone else takes the place. Unless you have a very insecure character um, and there's there's deep sociological historical and even evolutionary reasons for this and we know that there's evolutionary reasons for this because this kind of um, this kind of sexual dimorphism happens all across mammals and birds it, that are social species yeah um,
1: and you can especially see it in, in um, social primates
0: mm-hmm Well, you'll also have it in the occasional social cats, and you see it in social dogs. Well, all dogs are social, but you'll see it in dogs. The way that the males and the way that the females sort out their internal hierarchies is different and has a different flavor. And the way that they band together to face external conflicts is different and has a different flavor. And if you have a mixed-gender team then one gender or the other is generally going to set the tone. Either you're going to have a girl in a boys' club or you're going to have a boy in a girls' club. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, you'll get something that's really balanced. Those are very hard to write, but they can be very satisfying. But if you're not wanting to emotionally kick the shit out of your characters, um, you'll probably want to, belt, to bias towards what you see in the Belisario type of works, which are very masculine types of team dynamics. Mm-hmm.
1: I, and I will definitely read that. That's the sort of thing that, that I liked. Um, I Growing up, I tended to be the girl in the boys club, and I get irritated when um, other women talk about how it's impossible to have in a group of, of men dynamic. And I was like, well, that, that was my entire life until I got married and it was mostly couples.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Whereas I'm almost the opposite. And I've, I've got uh, mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of uh, female type conflict in my books because I grew up with three brothers. And so most of my friends groups were I was the girl in the I was the boy in the girls club. Mm-hmm. And so and I did that because it was different and new. So I experienced a lot of both growing up. But uh, when I started writing, I was biasing heavily towards female uh, or towards feminine styles of interpersonal conflict. And as the years have gone on, um, it's become a lot more balanced. And I've started writing more boys' club stuff. But, if,
1: uh, if you if you want a really good example of of his um, female conflict style um, writing, I, I would pick pick up down from ten,
0: or the Resurrection Junket. Mm, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you want a more masculine style conflict, um, look at the dynamic between Lantham and Rachel in the Clark Lantham Mysteries. Mm. So uh, yeah, that's uh, it it's totally doable. And you're on the right track. The kind of stuff that attracted you, there's a reason it did. And I would concentrate on learning to do conflict that way. I think you'll find it very rewarding. Good luck. And we'll see you tomorrow.